you're listening to Birds, Bees, and Teas, a sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. You're tuned in to Birds, Bees, and Teas on WDRB Media, the voice of the community. And I am your wonderful, beautiful, fantabulous, all the things host, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. Yes, if you're listening for the first time, Birds, Bees, and Teas is a sexuality education and storytelling radio show, podcast, and platform made for grown folks who want to continue their learning about sex, unlearn all of the harmful things that we learned about sex growing up, and, you know, just improve our lives and our sex lives, okay, by learning more about sex so that we can put it into practice and all of that good, good, very good stuff. So today's topic, y'all, we are going to take a walk back and relearn about sexually transmitted infections or what most of us learned as STDs, sexually transmitted diseases. But when I talk about STIs, um, sexually transmitted infections for short, you'll hear me say infections over diseases because when we say um, infection, it has less of a negative connotation than the word disease. Um, When we think of disease, we think of like things we can't get rid of, things that like plague us for the rest of our lives. And that is not the reality of sexually transmitted infections. That's not how they work. Um, So yes, we're going to get all into that today and unpack a lot of the things that we learned. This is a high level 101, okay? So if y'all want the 102 and the 103, you're going to have to hire me and bring me out um, to your school, to your organization. If you want me to, you know, do a, a group circle up with the young people in your family or with the grown people in your family, you know, uh, we can do all of that. And you can contact me by sending an email to birdsbeestees at gmail.com, at birdsbeestees at gmail.com. Other ways to get connected with me and get connected with um, birds, bees, and teas, um, you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at birdsbeestees. And that is how you can get us on the socials and As I said before, this is also a podcast along with a radio show that you're tuned into right now. So you can stream us wherever you stream your podcast on Apple Music, um, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, all of that good stuff. Um, You can find us there, Birds, Bees, and Teas podcast. Yes all of the things. So right after this break, y'all, we're going to get straight into it. So, but, you know, get ready to turn your listening caps on um, and get ready to learn and have some fun with this stuff. Okay. We'll be back on WDRB Media, the voice of the community. I know you want this. He just want to get me hot. He just trying to get my t- He want to taste of my goodies. He said it tastes like butterscotch. Oh, you cannot give me luck. 
You tryna get me, you get black Unless you tryna marry me My ring must be big as a rock I opened up my candy shop My panties drop, you see what I got? I got the strawberries and berries Dark chocolate ice, all in the box Boy, you better stop Cause I am the cream of the crop Baby, you know what I got I'm top notch Walking, walking till your body started to ignite When you push upon it, put that thing on me, boy What's poppin', baby, can you put me to sleep, yeah Every time you see me, do me dirty, yeah I'll be back, I talk that, I want that you, babe I can't wait till midnight, baby, come see me Don't treat me like I'm just a boo Boy, you don't try to play stick Come missing, not chasing your Boy, you don't wanna get hit Use a trip around your boys, you be flipping that script Tell me why you be frontin' You know you so I am the best that it get When I kiss on your lips and I don't want these All in your face that you taste on this cake When I shake it, I might let you lick Lick it, lick the kitty kit Let you hit it real quick I'm thick like a brick I'm hot as one can get This is so lit Walking, walking till your body started to ignite When you push up on it, put that thing on me, boy What's poppin', baby, can you put me to sleep, yeah Every time you see me, do me dirty, yeah I ain't bad, I'll talk that, I want that shit, babe I can't wait till midnight, baby, come see me Welcome back to Birds, Bees, and Teas Radio, where we talk all things sex and sexuality for grown folks. And as I said, we are going to be talking about sexually transmitted infections today, or STIs. Um, And we're going to get right into it. I hope y'all are ready. All right. So when I talk about and teach about sexually transmitted infections, the first thing that I like to start with is that people who have or have had sexually transmitted infections still live full and abundant lives. That is the most important thing because um, there's just so much negativity and stigma and shame um, that is connected with sex already. And then um, like, don't let us start talking about STIs on top of that. It just adds to this idea that once you contract an STI, you're like scarred for life and that nothing good comes to you after that and that your life is ruined, your sex life is ruined, you'll never have any partners again. And all of that is just not true. People still have pleasurable and enjoyable relationships and pleasurable and enjoyable sex. 
um, whether they have had an STI and, you know, got it treated or cured, and we'll get into that in a moment, or whether they are, um, you know, living with um, an STI, they're still able to have enjoyable, fulfilling, pleasurable relationships and sex, okay? So let's just go ahead and lay that out there, okay? The next thing that I like to say is that STIs happen. Like that is honestly a part of sex, especially when we're talking about um, sex that doesn't include condoms um, or, you know, other protective measures or barriers. We know that STIs can happen and they do happen. About one in five people living in the U.S has an STI, okay? And most of those people don't even know that they're living with an STI. They don't know um, because of like lack of testing or because they don't have any symptoms or because you know they've been with their one partner and they're like, well, I'm only having sex with one person and we both um, didn't have any STIs when we came into the relationship and so I know I'm good. And that is not how any of this works, <laughs> okay? So let's keep going. And so when I say that one in five people are living with an STI, this means that these are our family members, our friends, our loved ones, our colleagues, our students, our kids, people who are connected to us and close with us, people that we know, people that we live with, that we live in community with, that we work with, that we see every day, people who we are connected to. And so when we use words like dirty or clean um, when talking about STI status, that really creates... Um, you know, a, a hurtful environment for those one in five persons um, who are living with STIs. Not only is it hurtful, it's also inaccurate. Um, we know that your like personal hygiene is not connected to whether or not um, you may be living with an STI. Um, now, the, a good way to start sex is always to start with a healthy and clean body. Okay, hygiene is important, but it is not connected to STIs. We can't look at someone or smell someone or whatever and be like, oh yeah, that person has an STI or yeah, that person doesn't have, have an STI or I'm clean because I don't have an STI and this person is dirty because they do. That's not how it works. And it's very hurtful to say, um, you know, people contract STIs in all types of ways from unconsensual sexual contact. Um, some people are born with and are living with STIs and um, an array of other reasons. Um, or, you know, just maybe they got caught slipping and they contracted an STI or passed an STI in that way. Um, but does that make the person dirty? No. Does it make them anything that's negative or harmful or any of those things? No, it doesn't. So it's really important that we are careful about the language that we use when talking about STIs and talking about people who are living with STIs. Next point, STIs are preventable. 
But more importantly, all STIs are either treatable or curable, what I said earlier. So when we talk about treatable STIs, we are talking about STIs that are viral. They cannot be cured, but they can definitely be treated so that the symptoms are very mild or people don't experience symptoms once they are, um, you know, on their regimen or taking their treatment or, um, you know, taking their medicine regularly. So when we talk about viral um, treatable STIs, we're talking about um, STIs like herpes, HPV, and HIV. Um, a good way to remember like what the viral STIs are is that they all begin with the letter H, okay? So with herpes, HIV, HIV HPV, and hepatitis, um, those are the most common viral sexually transmitted infections. When we talk about curable um, STIs, we are talking about bacterial STIs, um, STIs that are caused by a bacteria versus a virus. And um, these STIs can be cured through some type of medicine, a shot, or some other treatment regimen that is provided by a medical doctor. Okay. And so these include gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, um, and also trichomoniasis, which is actually not um, like a bacterial infection that comes from a parasite. Um, so it's a parasitic infection, but it is also curable and um, is like treated in the same ways, um, some of the same ways that other bacterial um, infections are treated. Okay. So no matter, I don't have to go back through the list of them again. And if you want to know more about these, definitely just hit me up on my social media or my email and let me know. Um, but that is the most important thing. All STIs are preventable. So it's not something that you have to be scared of um, when engaging in sex, because there are many prevention methods like um, you know, using condoms and other barrier methods, internal condoms, external condoms, um, using dental dams, gloves, all of that good stuff. Um, so they're all preventable and, it, you know, you can make it very fun and very sexy and it still feels good and all the good things. Let me let y'all know about lube, okay, while we're here. Um, but the most important thing is that whether a person is living with an STI or has contracted an STI or passed an STI, it's nothing to um, like think that it's the end of the world about because people are able to live healthy and normal lives because all STIs are treatable or curable. All right, we're all here together. Take a deep breath in and out. Here we go. We're going to continue. So... As I was talking about before, some people are living with or have contracted STIs because they believe that they are in a monogamous relationship. And, you know, that's an assumption that you make while you're in a monogamous, monogamous relationship that um, the person that you are having sex with is also only having sex with you but that is not how it always works. <laughs> people have sex and people have sex with different people and people cheat. And some people are 
polyamorous um, and they're not very open about that with their other partners, all of those things. So just because you are older or haven't had sex in a while or only have one partner, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't get tested for STIs, nor does it mean that you shouldn't do things to prevent the spread of STIs among your you and your sexual partners. Um, you know, like we know that STIs uh, generally plague younger communities, um, folks between the ages of 13 and 24 or 25. Like we know that that happens, but just because you are 29 or you're 33 or you're 55 doesn't mean that you are in the clear um, or that you are not susceptible to STIs. They all spread the same ways and um, they impact people of all races, genders, ages, colors, community, races, sexual orientations, all of the things. No one is exempt. Married folks, okay? Single folks, divorced folks, separated folks, poly folks, monogamous folks. I'm just trying to help you see yourself somewhere in there so that you can know that, um, you know, while your risk may be reduced based on your behavior um, or your sexual activity or the lack thereof, it's still a problem that plagues all of us as a community. And it's still something that we should all be aware of so that we take the stigma and shame out of it first and so that we can like do better, right? Okay, on to the next point. At your big age, whatever age you are listening to this radio broadcast, you are responsible for asking your doctor for STI testing and triple sight testing if you do mouth and butt stuff too. I know we are deep in it today, y'all. I know, I know. But listen, it's the reality of it. Um, you know, sometimes we may go to the doctor and they assume that we are in a monogamous relationship um, or the last time we came, we were in a monogamous relationship or we were married and or something of the sort. And so your doctor may assume, okay, this person isn't at high risk for these STIs, so I don't need to test them. Or they may offer to just do a urine sample, which only tests for some of your STIs. So I really strongly suggest that at least once a year, all people who are having sex um, should um, ask for full panel testing. Um, and that includes getting something swapped, getting some fluids examined from your body, including blood and urine um, and all of that good stuff. If you have like a concern about something, it's up to you to ask your doctor um, and to like take the autonomy in that space to ask for what you need. Okay. And we can do it. Like we can do it. You know, you might need to practice before you get to the doctor, but it's nothing to be ashamed of or, um, you know, to have inhibitions about. In fact, if you feel shame at, um, like while interacting with your medical providers, then it's probably a sign that you should get a new one. You know what I'm saying? Like they shouldn't make you feel that type of way. And also whatever you have done or whatever you are doing, 
Um, that probably won't be news to the doctor. I mean, they see a lot of stuff. Like <laughs> they see a lot of stuff. They deal with and interact with a lot of humans and a lot of human bodies. And humans, we are wild. We do a lot of very wild things. And so you probably won't be shocking your doctor by asking them um, for an STI test or asking them for, um, to, you know, to examine um, certain parts of your body because you've been, you know, trying out this new sexual activity or something like that. Like you, that's what you're supposed to do. It's a two-way street. Your doctor doesn't just tell you the things. You have to tell them what you need also. Okay, so I have just a couple of more points to get to, and we will get to them right after this break. talking about sexually transmitted infections today on this adult sexuality radio broadcast, okay? So getting right back into it, we just ran through like all things about STIs, but one point that I want to emphasize in this is that STIs, sexually transmitted infections, Um, can only be contracted through sexual contact. And then there are like those very rare cases that we don't need to get into because they are most times, like 99% of the time, not applicable. Um, So it's important for us to understand how STIs are transmitted in this conversation as well. And I say they can only be contracted through sexual contact because um, most STIs are spread through either bodily fluids or skin-to-skin contact. And that is a good way to like check yourself um, when thinking about STIs and um, coming in contact with other people who um, are living with STIs. You know, you can ask yourself, have I been in sexual contact with this person? If the answer is no, 
then you are not at risk. Will I be in sexual contact with this person? No. Um, you know, will I come in contact with this person's skin in an intimate way um, to contract or pass STIs like syphilis or herpes? You know, um, will I be in contact with this person's vaginal fluids or, um, you know, with this person's anal secretions or with this person's semen or precum? Um, if the answer is no, then, you know, you're in the clear. But that's important to know that um, sexually transmitted infections are spread through sexual contact. So not from talking to a person or talking too close, but, you know, we got COVID out here, y'all, so you still need to wear your mask um, when doing that. Um, you know, you can't catch it from a toilet seat, a lot of those things that we learned growing up. No, um, you know, sharing genes or something like that. Um, now, scabies does exist, and that can be um, spread and contracted from um, coming in contact with a with a surface or a piece of cloth that was touching someone else's genitals. Um, but if that does not apply to you, then you are, you know, that's not something that you need to worry about. So just wanted to clarify that for us, okay? And so we talked about the viral um, and the bacterial STIs earlier. It's important to know that only syphilis, herpes, and HPV or genital warts can be passed from skin to skin transmission. And then um, bodily fluids is what passes um, gonorrhea, chlamydia, trichomoniasis, and HIV. Um, and so it's important to make that distinction. Okay. So we talked about a lot today, and I'm just going to recap really quickly for us. Um, the first thing I want to say is that STIs happen and they are normal. About one in five people are living with them. So we know that this means people that are close and connected with us or know us or are in some kind of contact with us throughout the span of our life course. And so we should talk about STIs in ways that are not harmful and that reduce stigma and shame. STIs are preventable and they are all either treatable or curable. Having one sex partner or being older or being abstinent doesn't mean that you should not get tested for STIs or that you should not do things to protect yourself um, or protect others from STIs. It is your responsibility to ask your doctor for STI testing and to ask them about anything else that you want to know about sex and sexually transmitted infections. And lastly, STIs are only transmitted through sexual contact. And so it's important for us to unlearn a lot of those harmful things that we learned, things that were just simply untrue and don't actually make sense, things that carry stigma and shame um, in regard to having STIs. We have to make a conscious decision to unlearn these things because these are the things that are keeping STI rates high in our communities, y'all. 
when people are feeling ashamed, they're not going to go and get tested. If they feel like if they feel like they're going to be judged by their doctors or judged by their peers or judged by their partners, they're not going to go and get tested. If they fit, you know, if we have all this shame around using condoms and purchasing condoms from the store, you know, people are not going to do that. Um, and so these are the things that continue to fuel high STI rates, especially among Black communities, among young people, among LGBTQ plus people. And if these are communities that we love and that we are a part of, um, then we have to think about what can I do to make things better? What can I do to raise up a generation behind me that doesn't carry this same misinformation, that doesn't carry this same shame and stigma? What can I do to educate other people around me when I hear them talking crazy? You know, like how can I interject in this situation to like, okay, let's bring us all up to speed. This is actually not right. And we shouldn't say these things because this is how it impacts us directly. Um, you know, it, it's it's real, y'all, it's real. And so we can definitely continue this. I have so much more to share, um, so much more to share about STI rates in these communities so that y'all can like really get me and understand where we are um, and understand how this directly impacts you and your loved ones because it absolutely does. We can get all into that. Y'all just let me know what y'all want, you know, because I can talk for days, but we got to cut it short and keep it cute on Birds, Bees, and Tees Radio, brought to you by WDRB Media, y'all, the voice of the community. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, no matter where you're tuning in, on Apple Music, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, or WDRBmedia.com. We appreciate you, and we love you. Tune in next week at this very same time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to catch more of this tease. Thanks, y'all. Hey, teasers, thank you so much for tuning into that episode of your favorite sexuality education and storytelling podcast, Birds, Bees, and Teas. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Anchor, make sure that you follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast so that you can become an official teaser. You know what else makes you an official teaser? Following us on all of our social media platforms at Birds, Bees, Tees, at Birds, Bees, Tees on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. As always, we appreciate you sharing this podcast with your friends, your families, and continuing the conversations that we start here. And if you ever feel inclined to donate to the podcast, hit us up on Cash App at dollar sign Birds, Bees, Tees. Thank you, teasers.